Well, good morning. Our Holy Gospel today is from the 21st chapter of Luke, beginning at verse 25. Glory to you, O Lord. There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. On the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. Men will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken, and at that time they will see the Son of Man coming on a cloud with power and great glory. And when these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. He told them this parable, look at the fig tree and all the trees. When they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that summer is near. Even so, when you see these things happening, you know that the kingdom of God is near. I tell you the truth, this generation will certainly not pass away until all of these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. The Gospel of our Lord. I invite you to join me in praying together the Holy Spirit prayer in our time of meditation together today. Let us pray. Come, Holy Spirit, and fill the hearts of your faithful, and kindle in us the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, and we shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit, who instructs the hearts of the faithful, granted by that same Holy Spirit, we may be made truly wise and ever rejoice in your consolations. This we pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. Someone was making the observation last night, not that this is even important for you to know, but... They said that I have a tendency to move around a lot up here. Well, I do. You know, I'm kind of a mover. You know, and, and, they, and they said that, that oftentimes I kind of step back and kind of lean against this, and they keep thinking, I'm going to fall back. Well, today will probably be the day that I do it. I've been, I've been preaching here for almost six years, and I, as far as I know, I've never fallen back yet. Somebody who, do you feel that way? You have the side view, because it was someone who was sitting on the, they, they were sort of petrified to watch me up here. They were, apparently, I must look like I'm much more unstable on my feet than I really am. We are now entering into a new church here, as I just mentioned here a few moments ago. It's a short season. It's uh, four weeks long. It's a time of waiting. It's a time of anticipation. It's a time of expectation. It's a time of looking forward to and remembering the birth of Jesus our Lord and Savior, on Christmas Day. But it's also a time of foretelling of the one who is yet to come, that being Jesus, in that second coming. We're going to have four gospel texts uh, throughout these next four weeks. And the next two weeks, you're going to hear um, John the Baptist. And then the fourth and final week of Advent, you're going to have this interaction between Elizabeth and Mary. They're both pregnant. And Mary comes into the room, and the, the, the baby inside Elizabeth jumps and moves. And it's, uh, then Mary makes this uh, um, most eloquent of all uh, acclamations with that beautiful uh, passage of Scripture called the Magnificat. Um, it's one of my favorite, favorite passages of Scripture. Uh, one of the reasons why it's my favorite passage of Scripture is because it's been put into uh, musical form, probably in numerous ways, but the, the way that I like it sung best is the way that we sing it when we use our Holden uh, Village Evening Prayer Liturgy. It's got this beautiful 
a melodic sound that's just uh, very moving in, in, in my life, and I, I, I certainly hope that it's something that speaks to you as well. All of these passages, in a certain sense, are reminding us again and again that Jesus is the Lord of all history. I think that's something for us to kind of get into our brain, to kind of just have it kind of sink in a little bit, that Jesus is the Lord of all history, even the history that is yet to come when Jesus comes back and that ultimate redemptive act of God takes place. I'm not quite sure why I'm going in this particular direction in this portion of my sermon, but I think it has something to do with the fact that We've had a number of deaths recently. Um, obviously, we had, the, we had the memorial service here for Don Jimison yesterday, even though he passed away in June of this past summer. Um, and then most recently, the death of Suzanne Waldron uh, here just about two weeks ago. And now this week, we've lost two more of our saints in Christ, Artie Mewborn and Darlene Powers. And I, I don't know, I, I think in a certain sense those things have a tendency to weigh on me some. Uh, I don't know what it's like for you when you hear about um, members of the church passing away. But it has, has made me think a little bit about the generations upon generations of people of faith who have lived with hope and expectation that Jesus will indeed come again. And those people have lived their lives of faith with a conviction that absolutely nothing can separate them from the love of God in Christ Jesus their Lord. Those generations of people who have died in the faith with the assurance and the faith conviction that whether they live or whether they die, they belong to the Lord. One of my favorite passages of Scripture is from Romans 14 verse 7 and following, where Paul reminds us of this very thing. He says, we do not live to ourselves and we do not die to ourselves. If we live, we live to the Lord, and if we die, we die to the Lord. So whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. For it is to this end that Christ died and lived again, so that he might be Lord of both the dead and the living and I think this is another way of Christ speaking through the Apostle Paul, reminding us that the Lord is the Lord of all history. There's two verses today that stand out for me in this text. The one being verse 28, where Jesus says, even in the midst of all of this calamity, all of this chaos, all of this ominous signs that are out there, he says, stand up. Raise up your heads and know that your redemption is drawing near. And the other verse for me is towards the very end where he says, Yes, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. I don't know about you, but I know for me, I, I, I kind of need these little pep talks from Jesus once in a while. It's kind of like a sergeant yelling at his platoon, Ten hut! Jesus says, stand up, raise your head, come to attention. We have that distinct privilege of being and seeing and hearing these words on the other side of resurrection. 
One of my commentary sources wrote that this story has been written by the resurrected Christ. And he's talking about the whole entire gospel story. This story has been written by the resurrected Christ. And in a certain sense, there's a lot of truth to that because when we think about the gospels, the gospels were a culmination of multiple pieces of of um, resources and a different source material that had been collected over numerous years. And these Gospels eventually came into existence. Some of them, the most recent, the most earliest of all of them was the Gospel of Mark, which was about 25 years after the death of Jesus. And then the other three Gospels came into existence even later after that, somewhere between 60 and 80. And so all of these Gospels, in a certain sense, They are from these four different people who wrote from these source material that they had. But it was with that post-resurrection perspective that this story was written by the resurrected Christ. There's There's very much some truth in that statement. And this is one of the reasons why we hear passages like this and we can stand up with our heads high with a faith conviction and a sense of assurance that Jesus is the author of all history, including ours. And he has made it possible for us, yes, us as well, to share in and be receivers of that redemptive work of God. We are redeemed by God's grace, by God's great love through the sacrifice of Christ giving his life on the cross. We did nothing, we did absolutely nothing to deserve it. Yet by the grace of God, God saw fit to make our redemption sure through Christ's saving act of love on the cross of Calvary. It was a death. It was a death that was not in vain. Through the redemptive power of God, Christ was raised from the grave, making it possible for us to share in that same resurrection life with Jesus. And all the more reason for us to stand up and raise our heads with a confident faith, no matter what, absolutely no matter what. You know, I don't know how many of you knew this, but Suzanne Waldron went through significant suffering her last year of life. And I know there were moments of time when she was really giving up. And yet, I know there were also times when she would remind herself that no matter what, no matter what was to come, she had the love of Christ in her life and she was going to be with Christ no matter what, whether she lived or whether she died. The other passage that stood out for me today is verse 33. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. I can't help but be reminded of the opening words from the prologue to the Gospel of John where it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things came into being through him. And without him, nothing came into existence. What came into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. And it's a light that shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. Once again, what Jesus is telling us today in these words about the coming of Christ again is simply that Jesus is the Lord of all history. I am the beginning and the end. I am the Alpha and the Omega. This is our ultimate hope and our promise 
that we live out in our lives each day, no matter how dark this world may seem or look, the light of Christ, it cannot and it will not be overcome by it. And you and I, we have the privilege to live with this promise, and it's a promise that will always, has always been meant to be shared. It's a word and a promise that is actively working in the world all the time. This word will never pass away, is still speaking and touching people's lives, even to this very moment, maybe even right now in this sanctuary. This word is still speaking a word of redemption and grace. This word is still bringing light and hope into some of the darkest places on earth. And it's happening through the body of Christ. It's happening through our lives and our witness. And I think a question that's worth pondering today and maybe into the next coming days, perhaps a question to ponder for the rest of your life is, how can we as a church and as persons of of faith, how can we be places, how can we be places of light and hope? How can we, how can this word, this word that doesn't pass away, how can it be revealed through our lives and through our witness? I think that's a question we all need to be asking ourselves every day. And we know it, we've, we've heard it, we've seen it. It happens all the time. Pastor Al tells it happens to him all the time, walking his dog in the park. I've had some of those moments. I was out walking. I was out doing one of my, one of my walks, and just by accident, well, maybe it was a, God, maybe it was a divine God thing. Um, Lillian Bernier passed away here, what, three, four, five months ago? And come to find out that her son and daughter-in-law, they only live about, I don't know, about seven blocks from me. And I've been walking by their house. I've been walking by their house for the last four years. Didn't even know it. And here he was out in the, out in the driveway one day, working on his truck. And I'm going, I know you! And, and that, was, that, 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 was a, that was a God moment. That was a God moment because he needed to have somebody talk to him at that moment in time. I, w- I, you know, I truly believe that I was, I was meant to be there and we were, to, we were meant to walk and meet each other and run into each other. And those kinds of things are happening all the time. You know, I think about people who make it their part of their part of their mission in life to be a prayer warrior. We've got a lot of prayer warriors in this church. You know, Pastor Les Nimi tells the story of when he was facing uh, cancer surgery. That Suzanne Waldron, when she was a chaplain at the hospital, she came into his room and she placed her hands on him and she prayed for him. And the next day he had surgery. And when they came back, with the, with the results of all the biopsies and stuff, it was determined that the cancer had not spread. And then on top of it all, he comes and he finds out, this is, this is quite an interesting story, that the surgeon who did the surgery on him was actually a student 
of one of Pastor Nimi's confirmation students who went on to be a school teacher in down by Detroit, Michigan, and that this doctor was one of her students in fourth grade, and this teacher encouraged him to think about going into medicine at that young age. And then to think, multiple, multiple years later, this confirmation student, who was a school teacher, who encouraged this guy to become a doctor, he was the one who eventually did the surgery on Pastor Nimi. That's divine stuff. That's light shining in the darkness. Those are some of the ways that we can be light and hope in the world. Those are some of the ways in which our lives can continue to pass on this word that never passes away. In this season of Advent, we eagerly wait Christ's coming. And while we await his coming, Jesus says, Ten hut, stand up, raise your heads, for your redemption is drawing near. Look for those ways and places that, where that redemptive work is still, need, still needs to be done in the midst of the darkness around us. Keep asking yourself those questions of how we can be places of light and hope in the world. Keep your heads up. Keep the faith. And keep being light and hope to those whom you encounter on your way with Jesus today. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Hallelujah. Go in peace and share the good news. Thanks be to God. Hallelujah.